said forever, now I drive alone past your street Welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes, and I'm thrilled to get down into business with you all this week. So just so you guys know, I have been in touch with Ava Tortorici, and I think we're going to film an interview this weekend, so I'll probably post that next week. I might even post it right when we finish, actually, once I edit it and everything. Um, if we do the interview Saturday, Sunday-ish, I'll probably get it out by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Probably more so Monday or Tuesday, because I want to get that out to you guys Early as possible, hopefully rise up the views, get some more sponsors, stuff like that. Anyway, so let's just get down to the business, honestly. So while I don't have an interview for you guys this week, I think that's actually kind of good because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about that I wouldn't be able to cover. So we're going to first start with my main topic, which is going to be Charlie D'Amelio. So this is not necessarily tea or drama or anything like that. It, it just needs to be addressed. I don't think I've really talked enough in depth about this in a while. So paparazzi recently went up to Charlie, I believe sometime today and asked like, are you taking a break from TikTok? Because most of her fans have noticed she started posting a lot less. Hasn't really been responding to that many people well, since we're the Bahamas trip. It was, it started before that people noticed, but especially since the trip. And she, she was like, no, I'm not taking a break. And they're like, well, he's like, well, what's going on? He's like, she was like, I'm just tired. No, he asked if she's tired of TikTok. And she was like, I'm not tired of TikTok. She's like, I'm tired of never being able to do anything right. And that resonates so well with me because that's exactly what I've been telling you guys. No matter what Charlie does, no matter what kind of apology she would give or won't give, nothing she does is good enough for you. And I was talking with some person in my comment section when I posted something about this. It was about her being a celebrity and then i ended up getting in an argument with this person about how they said she has no talent she's ungrateful i was like okay you don't first of all, you don't have to have talent that's besides the point I'm like she's like she cried over not having 100 million i was like that's not what happened all she said was it would be cool if she hit 100 million on her one year anniversary of hitting 1 million which is a goal it's a valid goal for her and they were like, no, she's just being ungrateful. And I was like, no, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. This happened. This happened. And I was like, I said, I'm actually giving you points. All you're saying is, no, she's just ungrateful, which is usually all they people say is just like the statement and they don't even back it up with any evidence. But here's the thing. They, I was like, okay, you're probably like 10 years old because they're arguing like a 10 year old, not backing up anything. He go, they go, I'm 25. I'm like, you're a fucking 25 year old worrying about what a 16 year old girl is doing you guys bully the crap out of a 16 year old girl she's too dramatic she's ungrateful she's not talented who cares she, imagine you were 16 you're in the public guy yes obviously it's a privilege to have 100 million followers obviously but do you imagine getting death threats people telling you you're ugly people body shaming you 24 hours a day on a massive scale that is what's happening to Charlie. 
So yes, she's not perfect. She's gonna mess up like everyone else does. Did you not mess up when you were a teacher, teenager? Did your mom say you weren't grateful ever once you were kids? I know my parents have said it before. Like, you guys have to calm down. And then people work just like, like, oh, she's being dramatic over this. All she said was, I can never do anything right to people, which is true. And that proves the point of even her just saying how she feels is too dramatic for you guys. She wasn't crying. She wasn't cussing out anybody. It's like telling a person with some sort of traumatic experience that they're not allowed to be upset. They're not allowed to be anything like, oh, she's a millionaire. Her life's so easy. If you got death threats and probably worse than that on a daily, would you not be a little traumatized? Would you not be scared? Would you not be worried about what you were going to post next? Because I would. I sure as hell would. You guys have to realize how you come across with a 16-year-old girl. She's a celebrity. She has 100 million followers. She's still a teenage girl. Think about when you were at that age. You, We would all die for her platform. We know this. But instead of being happy for a successful teenager who's a generally good person, you guys want to take it away and literally hate on her. It's sick. And you guys need to grow the fuck up. If you don't want to end up like Kim and Kanye, I suggest you start considering Valentine's gifts for your special someone. Look no further than WYLD Gallery. WYLD Gallery sells historic original Native American artwork as well as posters, replicas, and prints. Your loved one does not want the same old flowers and store-bought chocolate she gets every year. She wants to be wowed. I suggest buying one of Stephen Paul Judd's beautiful posters that paint historical events in a modern light. Again, that is wyld.gallery for all of your Valentine's surprises. Okay, so next up for y'all, I have an update on the Andres Lopez, Tony Lopez sexting with a minor scandal whole thing. So, Tony's photographer released information about the the victim and her accusation and everything. And you have to take that with a grain of salt because they do work for Tony. So, you, like, obviously, they're going to be on their side, Tony Andreas' side. But what I think it's a she, what she revealed was pretty informative. So, it starts off with this. They, she had some of the screenshots of the messages and said this that the woman who accused Tony and Andreas of these things tried to sex traffic her sisters. So she told Tony and Andreas that they're both 18, 19 years old, when in reality they were 14. And if true, this woman needs to be in jail. And I'm not usually for putting false act accusers in jail just because it discourages real victims of going and reporting it but if she wasn't having to sex traffic her kids which it sounds like for hush money that is scum and her sister does not deserve any of that and it's sick it's if it's true it's sick it really is because then it turns out that she was posting TikToks and everything. It was like, you guys wonder where I get my money from looking for my next victim. So what she, she's intentionally doing is trying to trap 
these famous TikTokers into a circle where she lies about the age, gets them to have sex with her or sex with her, and then reveals the true age of being 14. So it made me think, it made me go back and listen to the original tape of Andreas speaking to the mother of the girl. And when the mother was like, you know, my daughter's 14. And he was like, yeah, I do. He wouldn't, I don't think he would have said that had he known she was 14 the whole time. Your first reaction would be like, oh, I didn't know that. Like no one told me. But if he just found out that she's 14, like, and he originally thought she was 18 or 19 and now he knows he was like, and he's like, yeah, I do now. Like I know now it makes more sense, but it's hypothetical. We don't know. But here's what I'm saying. We're not going to ever find out what really happened. This is going to be a thing where the lawsuit's probably not going to go through based on the new evidence. And you have to take everything with a grain of salt because of what she's posted on her accounts and everything before. And now what she's being accused of might make her drop the charges against them or the lawsuit. We're not going to know fully understand what happened because we can't go back and see all of their messages and figure out what and who knew what and when they knew. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to listen to both these people's sides of the stories and do this. Go in with an open mind. Listen to her side, listen to their side, listen to the photographer's side, listen to the mother's side. And just figure out who you believe. I'm not going to tell you to believe either one. I'm not going to tell you who I believe because I, I personally, I don't even really know who I believe yet. It's a very complicated story. It's shaping up to be a lot like Benji Carroll's situation where we all thought he was this pedophile who groomed a young boy. Turns out the guy was one year younger than him, sexually harassed Benji and tried to get him to sex with him. And we all we all believed it because it's like it's a good thing that we're believing it though because you want to believe the victims. However, it's shaping up to be another Benji situation. And Benji's life was ruined for a while. Luckily, he's back on the end now, and everything seems to be okay. But he was fucked for a while. I do am curious to see how this affects. Because I saw some comments on the TikTok. She's like, okay, well, Tony admitted to it. No, Tony, did, that's not what, if you guys watched the live, Tony admitted to fucking up. He never said he knew their ages. Whether he did or whether he didn't is a different story, but he never said he did. That's not what happened on the live. And now, and Andreas is staying silent because he should, he should figure this out like Benji did behind the scenes until you can come up with something because if you just come back doing dances, like no one's going to take you seriously. Anyway, and now Thomas is saying that originally Thomas had kicked out Andreas and Tony out of the hype house. When we all remember Thomas made a whole ass YouTube video profiting off them consensually leaving the hype house. And it was their idea. So Thomas, like, it's easy to say that now when it makes yourself look good that, oh, you were like, I can't have any of this in my house. Like you guys need to leave. But couple months ago when it all happened you said they're leaving and you, you gave them like how much you loved them and big hugs and it was a big celebration of them leaving and you made a whole ass youtube off of it you profited off of it that's an issue it questions his management once again for me whether it's happened or whether it's not 
he is very good at spinning stories and making himself look good. And it could be the truth. We don't know. But that's the thing is like, why say something if you're not going to, if we're not going to be able to know the truth. And I just want to say shout out to Bryce because we've seen issues like this a lot with Hype House. The Sway House has never been involved in any of this type of drama. We've never had to worry about what Blake or what Josh or what any of them are doing it because Bryce has, whether you like Bryce or don't like Bryce, Bryce has the Sway House under control. He knows how to manage. He knows how to make sure none of this illegal shit is going on. The worst thing that they did was the party. And that's the biggest issue compared to what some of the hype houses issues. The Sway House is beyond better and more safe than the hype houses. And I'm not saying the hype house is bad. I'm just saying it has some, it, it has some skeletons in its closet. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So the next TikTok thing I want to talk about is something that I've noticed for a while, and it's called toxic shipping. I named it that myself, it's trademark. And we see this a lot with certain creators more than others, where you can't make a video without them being shipped and everything. And I've seen it with Anna. So Anna Shoemate has been flirting with um, someone named Jersey, that Jersey girl, I think I don't know her exact username, but it's all in good fun. It's all just like having fun and everything. But the fans take it to such an extreme a level where that's all they make their account about. Like they, Anna can't just post a video of her and one of her friends without the comments being like that. You guys have to learn what is over the line. Yes, you can joke about it, but to t- they take it seriously where it probably makes these creators feel uncomfortable. So just be aware that when you're shipping, you can say like, oh, I ship them. But like, when you start saying like sexual stuff about the two creators, it, it crosses a line. That's just not warranted. And you have to let them, if you want them to actually be like in a relationship, then you have to back off, wait for it to happen. And then go from there. But people are like obsessed with every person's relationship, especially Anna. Like Anna can't flirt with someone in good fun without having her entire fandom like swarm the other person's comment section or have the other girl's fandom swarm her comment section and just make it a lot. It's a lot for them to handle. So you have to let Anna and whoever she is flirting with for fun, let them have fun. Let them be them without you guys taking it so far over the line that it makes them uncomfortable because they've said it makes them uncomfortable and we've seen it in the past. So you guys have to be calm about it. And we've seen this with Vinny where Vinny made one dance with a girl and y'all dug up everything from her past over a dance. And y'all think you can control who he likes and who he doesn't like, like he'll post a video with a girl or a girl post a video with him. And y'all like, I'll say if it's allowed for them to be a thing or not, like you don't control Vinny's love life. Vinny is his own man. You guys have to let him make his own choices, his own mistakes. You are not his parents. You should love him no matter what he decides to do, no matter who he decides to date. Just let him have his own love life. Like that is something that you guys aren't involved in. You can root for him, but let it be his. You guys have to realize that there's supporting and then there's being obsessed. Support, don't be obsessed. That's all, it's, that's all it is really to it. It's just like, 
when to leave something alone, especially if they've already clarified they don't want that. Like Vinny's had to say that a million times, Anna too. And there are there are couples that are okay with it, that are, but they're usually real couples. Like Noah loves when people comment stuff about him and Dixie. Like as long as it's nice, like he will like it probably. And a lot of the creators like that, but some have clearly shown that they don't, and you guys still try to push it on them so hard. Just be careful. Just think about it. Okay, and the last two things I want to discuss are actually not TikTok related. One of them being Morgan Wallen. We need to have this conversation because it ties into a lot of other bigger issues that I've talked about before involving racism, cancel culture, of course, everything, forgiveness. So Morgan Wallen has been canceled for like the seventh time this year. And it was because there's a video of him drunk recently. Like, this wasn't, like, a video from four years ago. This was a video of him recently saying the N-word multiple, I think it was multiple times. And not, like, and it wasn't just saying the song. He was saying it. Like, this is where cancel culture is not black and white. This isn't a post from four years ago or something that he accidentally liked on his Twitter. This is a man who is currently saying that word without hesitation that the fact that he's still this he is this successful and he still doesn't care like he's not worried like he'll say it like the fact that he's just that kind of person that even though it could be someone could catch him saying it, he doesn't give a shit he'll still say it and i know you white country boys have already seen it you're gonna try to offend him just don't like, you don't need to defend him right now. No one's saying you can't listen to his music, but you don't need to say it right now. Like, no one cares if you're going to continue to listen to his music or not. You don't need to make your opinion stated on that. Let people be pissed off because this is something that's worthy of being pissed off about. This is a man who's ignored COVID guidelines, who went partying with, like, college students during everything, who got a second chance, who's done other shit, who is a racist piece of shit, and we just need to call it how it is. You know me. I'll defend people that have shown change. And I'll defend Addison for something she liked four years ago. That she has shown growth and positivity. However, this man is not, this is not a past issue. This is a current issue. This man is still spewing the hate. And it gives a bad look to country music because, like, I'm not surprised, like, I assumed he already had said it before. And it's like, it's something that's, it just makes the stigma even greater. And the fact that some of the responses that I've seen, that's like, said this, he was such a good singer. And then he, someone, the caption was like, I'm still going to listen to his music anyway. Like, cool. Like, dude, no one, like, this is not the time. And white people, I am white, too. It is not up to us to decide whether he is a racist or is not a racist. We're not able to defend him. And I have never defended people in the past about what they did. I would say, like, with Addison or with Nessa, they have shown growth and they have clearly changed as a person. But I'll never defend the action itself. This guy, he's not shown growth. This is his like seventh time fucking up. 
He's doing it to this day. It wasn't something that was revealed from four years ago. And it clearly is in his vocabulary enough. Hold that man accountable. And luckily Spotify and his record label have all dumped his ass. They know it's true. Be on the right side of history on this one, guys. Trust me. Okay, and so I'm going to do a little recap also of The Bachelor, sort of finish off the night and everything. So this was one of Matt James's best episodes to date, and it was by far and away the best episode. So it starts with the cocktail party where it ended last week, where it's brought up the toxicity and where Katie talked to Matt. And then so Matt starts off with this cocktail party saying, like, this has to be safe environment. Like, I've heard it's all toxic, like. OGs versus newbies and everything. So he bring and then Anne Anna immediately knows right away. And he was because he also mentioned how like there's been rumors that can ruin a person's life. And Anna knew it was about her and the escort rumor. So he brings Brittany in first and she talks to him, tells him sort of what's up, what the rumor was, that she's definitely not one. And again, if she was, who cares? But sex work is work. It's real work. It's not bully someone for what they choose to do anyway the fact that she wasn't and that's a very dangerous rumor Anna knew she fucked up immediately which Anna did one thing right which was she admitted to Matt that she fucked up she didn't blame it on someone else because Victoria immediately blamed it on Anna like oh Anna this is definitely about you like you're the toxic one like you like Matt's mad at you she didn't do that. She and I just admitted, like, hey, I fucked up. Like, it's so unlike me. I don't know why I would do it. Yeah, but you just did. Like, you knew what you were doing and you still did it. But anyway, I can't like prove that or anything. So, just like, okay, at least she did admit she fucked up. Matt still sent her home, which is, was a fantastic choice by him. Because even when you admit you fuck up, there still has to be act- actions to get consequences. They couldn't keep her in the that house knowing what she did. They're, like he kept mentioning this whole episode, which is a fantastic point. Is Matt kept mentioning how he needed this the women to feel safe in this environment, and that having people like Anna in was not going to work. So then he talks to someone named Ryan, who was one of the new girls. She basically brings up sort of the whole OG versus new G, OG versus newbies. I think whatever dumb last name it was. Anyway. Like that, how bo- much bullying was going on towards them, how none of them felt welcome, and then sort of how Victoria was calling her a hoe and everything for being a dancer, and how Victoria's just spewing names and everything. And so Matt's like, okay, what the fuck? So Matt brings out Victoria finally, and he asked Victoria about it. He's like, you called her a hoe. And he was basically, she was basically like this. This is like a summary of what she was saying was like, the girls know my heart, they know I'm not a malicious person, they know I'm just having fun. And then he brought up the hoe content and he was like, so you called her a hoe for being a dancer. And she was like, that was taken out of context. And Matt had a perfect line. What context would calling someone okay, oh ho be okay? She had no answer. She had no response whatsoever because she knew she couldn't say anything. And so Matt walks away, pissed off, rightfully so. And then he has the roast ceremony. He gives it out to everybody. He starts out giving it to the new people because like that's for set the tone. Like, hey, like I'm taking their side here. Again, the right side to be on. And then as he goes down, it's closer. And then it's the, finally the last rose. Victoria does not have a rose. So Chris Harrison comes out and says, Matt, final rose. Whenever you're ready, he gives it to Serena C. And Victoria is like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? And then like in her ITM moments, 
so once people are getting like once you leave the bachelorette you usually get like a hug and a kiss or something to the lead it's like thank you for letting me be here and everything so people do that and then it's victoria's turn and she's like i'm not hugging you like she was like i can't believe you believed everybody but me i'm never dating another matt again i can't believe you do this and then just walks on like i'm not hugging you like okay no one cares i wish matt i prayed that matt would have just been like get the fuck out victoria like just leave no one wants to be here and then in her itm moment she was even saying like these girls know where i'm at these girls are not going to be happy that i'm gone like these girls they're going to stand up for me. like not a single person has stood up for her since the show like victoria might be the most the least self-aware person i have ever seen on this history of the show and i've watched it for a long time she was bad she was vile she was evil and the realization is she hasn't yet apologized even after seeing how people reacted to her she has not apologized she's given those half-assed apologies like i'm sorry if i offended anyone no you did offend people not if you did you did you offended people like you're offensive and i hope they don't bring her back on paradise she probably will be and i hope the women stick to their guns and fucking call her out at the women tell all and i hope they show have a smorgasbord of clips ready to just fire away at her guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode make sure you guys share and subscribe uh, it's wednesday february 3rd and i'm gonna have another episode i promise you quicker than i release this one i was just sort of trying to get final word whether I was going to have an interview on or not. Make sure you guys go to Ava Tortor see Colin Ray's and it's Nate's TikTok account and tag them, tag me and say, come on Riley's podcast. Cause I'd love to have them. I'm hopefully to have them on soon. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Wear your mask. I'll see you guys next week. I love you. So you're telling them it's all my fault. Yeah. The victim this time. Yourself, not everyone else, only thinking about yourself. Dog.